and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Podcast of Vito, a Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and joining me today is my brother, Owen. Hey guys, I'm Owen. Terrence could not make the show today, so he'll be back next episode, which will be next Friday. Not on Sunday. Not Sunday. We've or got, Monday. Yeah, whichever. Not Monday. Um, just got some things we got to do, and we'll be back we Friday. Just, we just got to take some souls. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're new to the podcast, we will be recapping, discussing, and analyzing every episode of Big Brother Season 21. And with that, let's get into the recap segment of the show. Hashtag, but first. Let's start with Wednesday's show. So basically, Isabella is the worst player of all time. So yeah, going right off of where she left off on Sunday, where she told Jack about the Black Widows. It was Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, She began this episode by telling Nicole, yeah, I told Jack about the Black Widows. I had to. I did it to protect us. Yeah. And that was... One of the worst moves I've ever seen made. She didn't have to tell anyone that she was doing that, but she can't keep her mouth shut. Nicole was just like, okay, well, uh, ah, I tried to do a Nicole impression. I really went for it, but didn't yeah. have it there. Uh, she was like, well, I feel like you just screwed me. Yeah. Thanks. And, and she was like, right. Yeah. And Bella was just like, no, I actually, I did it to save us. So you're welcome. And she never mentioned to Jack like, oh, yeah me and Nicole are on your side or something like that. She never made any sort of, uh, would corollary be the right word? She never made anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not at all. And she was just, it was, Terrence really hit the nail on the head last episode when he said, Bella is just the person who stands for nothing and just kind of throws things out there randomly to start drama. Um, And in this case, it was just another things she could throw out there to make things interesting on whatever day of the week it was i'm wondering what her philosophy in telling everyone everything is like is she the type that just can't be comfortable in silence or something because she she just finds absurd reasons to tell things that people have no right knowing right we're gonna get into more instances of bella just giving away important details later on in the episode um i don't know if it's a matter of she can't be comfortable in silences because i'd imagine there's a lot of awkward silences in the big brother house um you can only talk about the weather so much when you're in southern california true which is my go-to well i mean you would have to get used to it right away i i mean i wouldn't want to be talking to all those people at all times like you you have to be able to step back now and then yeah um, but I think with her, I think she's just the person who can't keep a secret. You True. Know, not shocking to say that, but some people just really love to have the juicy tidbits and they love to share the juicy tidbits. Yeah. I actually, I'm pretty disappointed going into the season. I I was hopeful for Bella. I thought she might be like personality, like good diary room person and it, it really has not panned out. In fact, she's really just more annoying, if anything. If anything, Bella's kind of like the insider of the house. She's yeah. got all the scoops. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to David, who, once again, proving to us that we really lost someone that we would have wanted in the house. 
these first few weeks, especially uh, as someone who could maybe oppose Grateful, the first big alliance. David knows everything that's going on. He basically just stood around the house for a couple days and pegged everyone in Grateful and even like the pecking order of Grateful. Um, Not much he can do with it right now because he has literally no power uh, as he's basically considered not a member of the game right now. But he knows the power dynamics of the house and seems to understand that people need to oppose grateful otherwise they're all just going to get picked off but no one's listening to him i've never wanted big brother to rig a competition more than i want them to do it for david to come back i think i have more at times i can't think of any offhand because i feel like i think that once per year true but it was it was honestly astound, astounding. He just by like hanging out with people, he figured out all of the couples. He figured out that Tommy and Christy were like kind of towards the bottom there, but they and, were close. And how Sam is a wild card, and he's someone he might want to work with if he comes back in the game. And then even all of the people that wild are just card. like. They're just completely clueless. He had a great moment where he was saying they were, they were clueless, and then they edited just, like, all moments of them just looking really stupid. Yeah. Got a good laugh out of that. But it's kind of amazing. Maybe we, like, pump our own tires too much. But I would assume if one of us is in there, we're not in the main alliance, we'd probably figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah, but um, not a lot of these people do. I was actually going to say, I think most normal, well-adjusted people, not a huge ego, smart enough, could figure out how things like that work. But the, it seems to be a real ego problem where people who have a big ego can't accept the fact that they're not in the know. So it seems like a lot of the people on the other side of the house just couldn't accept the fact that they weren't part of the popular alliance although i guess that's not entirely true because there are people like nicole and jess or whatever who i don't think it's necessarily their ego that prevented well, them from okay, realizing Ni- it nicole i would actually not put her on the list of has no idea what's going on i well, think she seems to know what's happening she just doesn't really know what because to do she was it. told on like day 11 true um but other than that you would just have to assume that everything kind of goes with the friendships. Mm-hmm. So that's what David looked at. He just looked at like everyone interacting in the kitchen pretty much and figured it out. Worst case scenario, you need to witness one eviction ceremony. True. Or HOH slash eviction ceremony and you would know. Yeah. Um, which is why it's bananas that it took people this long. Let's get into the veto competition. Um, we had a close one between Sam and Kemi. Jess didn't really compete. Um, honestly, no one really competed aside from Sam and Kemi. Real quick, before the actual competition, just want to say how dumb it was that Jess picked Mickey with her house guest choice. Yeah, like and just David, because she had like a nice little moment with him beforehand. Like, Jess, yeah. you idiot! You should have picked Nicole. I know, and I love David's reaction to that. He's like. Can you believe this? She just picked someone on the side of the house that wants that put her on the block. 
and Ovi, Ovi should be on the list of has no idea what's going on. Like he said that to Ovi, and Ovi just looked like blank stare. Wow, big brother, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Nicole's reaction was, "Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't you pick me? I would take you off, and then we'd both be safe." Yeah, um, and Nicole could have been good at that. This was a this was a finesse competition. Exactly. Shout out Finesse. Not not that we have any information that Nicole has any finesse, but <laughs> but she could. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, a, a really wild move on her part, and you know, this has been kind of a disappointing season so far, in my opinion. Uh, there's no good players apparently, except for maybe one. No, I think I think there's kind of parody where they none of them are all that good but they're not horrible i either. think most people are bad but like i don't think i don't think jack or mickey are playing bad i don't no. think sam is playing bad some of the That's girls like haven't really stood out yet um sure but of the people who are <coughs> actively playing the game right now there's like three i would say who are pretty good and none of them are that good Never have done anything spectacular or shown any real ability to think about the game at a high level, Um, aside from maybe David. Uh, But I thought Jess might be someone who was going to be smart about the game. Turns out, no. Yeah, like, (laughs) couldn't be more far off from that. She had a good first episode. Right. And it's just gone downhill from there. She's also just the classic can't-take-it-on-the-block person, which... They never make it very far. She cracks under pressure. I don't know why people freak out so much like that emotionally because it's just like, look, you're on a TV show. Just like, who cares? Take it, take it for what it's worth. This is a cool experience. And we're still at the point where it's day 18. Yeah. I mean, are you really that broken down by the Big Brother house? You get to stay with Camp Comeback a little bit longer and also... You know, you'll come to terms pretty quickly by the time you're able to go. You're going to want to go. Oh, 100%. So. Yeah. Um, ultimately, Sam won, winning the second veto of the season and his second veto of the season. Sam's a stud. I know. He uh, is an emerging comp beast, I would say. He's kind of like, you know, that young rookie that everyone, uh, you know, gets excited about in whatever sport. Uh, someone that you want to build your team around. Yeah, we haven't seen him put all the pieces together, but he can he can really fill up the scoreboard. I think he is the type of guy that you'll run into like while playing basketball or something, where he seems like kind of out of shape, but is just like insanely naturally athletic. He's a big time white Oakleys guy. Oh my god, I hate the Oakleys, <laughs> but like those stood out to me. <laughs> I love his whole vibe, white Oakleys. 2005 haircut tribal tattoo tribal tattoo like boat shoes with gym shorts and a hawaiian the thing that i love about his vibe the most is that he loves it yes like he loves that tattoo more than anything i know and he really is just charlie from it's always sunny (laughs) yeah um he he took the lead to be like my favorite on the show this episode for sure he really is in that sort of I mean, he's a step above, but right now for me, he's in that Johnny Mac zone. The likable, 
probably won't ever really put anything together because he didn't get lined up with people. But guy you root for and wins competition sometimes. I'm really hoping he figures some stuff out. But as of right now, that's all we can take him as, really. Yeah. So with that, he also won a trip to Fiji. So good for him. Yeah. And uh, we did have a sad moment with him realizing that his grandfather passed away on the show always tough to see that those type of moments on big brother always like make me sick because there's like literally nothing you can do about it and you don't want to give up the opportunity but right exactly like at some point you have to decide which takes priority luckily for him he did have a conversation with his grandfather beforehand right. about it and his grandfather told him like stay focused on this you could win money for your family all that and obviously a lot of it is due to the editing of the show but it just felt so um i felt so bad just seeing him come from this real high of winning the power veto and being excited that he can take his wife on a nice vacation right into that so yeah. i mean it's sad to see and uh our condolences to Sam's family. Well, to end that portion of it, Cliff gave a touching speech about how they're all here for him, and then he immediately walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing I'll say, the last thing I would want would be everyone in the Big Brother house just staring at me, because that's what they were doing. I, th- I think it would be fine for like 10 minutes, and then it's like, okay, people, scatter. Didn't it look weird? Yeah. It looked like it was 11 minutes, basically. Yeah. Um, then we got a gr- you know more Sam content because uh, Kemi and Jess and Kat began campaigning on what he would do with the power of veto. I thought that every campaign was horrible except for Kat. Actually, she kind of just said, "Don't use it because I think I'll go up." Please, she just got cut off. Yeah, but she made the point. She asked. Boom! You got to ask. Mm-hmm. You can't do what Jess did, which Jess just said, I have a family, so I come from a family, you come from a family, so, you know, (laughs) yeah, Uh, but, you know. Too many (laughs) campaigns end up like that, and Kemi was kind of the same way, only she went more down the route of like, oh, Jess would be more likely to take you out, and then was just like, yeah, but like, you know... Yeah, like, she was a little bit more direct, but then didn't ask. There was also a conversation I didn't think was important between her and Jack, where she was, like, looking... I don't even know what she was looking for talking to him, but it was his typical, like, just so you know, I respect you. And then she was just like, yeah, like, I just wanted to make sure, like, everything was okay. And it's like, like you're on the block. Yeah, we're cool. It doesn't matter if everything's cool. And then she's in the diary room like, but we're not cool. Then yeah. why'd you bother? <laughs> um, I mean, I do think some of that is just the politics of Big Brother. You do kind of have to always act like everything's cool. Mm-hmm. You can't pull a jest. You can't be freaking out, crying on the block, uh, or even a cat for that matter. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a weird conversation. Um, we didn't really get an idea, though, of where Sam was leaning with the power of veto right up until the veto ceremony. Uh, he was sort of toying with the idea of saving Kemi because he said that he gets along with Kemi personally and uh, that he was sort of thinking about how he he needed to make a game move at this point in the game, sort of starting to get a feel for the fact that he isn't in the know. He isn't on the side of the house that has the Grateful Alliance. Uh, So I was kind of interested in that to see if 
is someone finally going to make a move here to try and take a shot at the other side? Um, but Kemi didn't really like ask him or offer that to him. It was, it's complicated, I think, because his thought process was basically like, it's a little too early to make this big of a wave. Which for him, I think was the right move. Yes, it was. Even though like I would have loved a world where him and Kemi worked together. So for him, it was a great move because he did what seems to be the most effective thing you can do this season, which is stroke Jack and Mickey's egos. True. So he said, I just want to honor the ho- the head of household's wishes. I don't want to mess that up. Yeah. So throwing that in there and not just saying I choose not to, to use the power of veto was a nice little subtle. Uh, I don't even know if it was intentional, but Sam, he did a good job there. I love Sam. He's a stud. I'm both shocked, but I'm worried for the future at the fact that like he hasn't been discussed as a target at all right well we'll get into that but um the only thing i was hoping for was that kemi if i was kemi i would have just been like take me off the block let's do this thing yeah let's get something going here someone needs to go after these guys like they're just running around picking us off one by one and she didn't do it so kind of disappointing and then as we said he ultimately chose not to use the power of veto Let's move on to Thursday's episode where we start off by getting a glimpse into the life of really one of the power players in the house, Cliff Hogg. The third. <laughs> uh, he began forming an alliance to uh, take down the evil emperor, Jack. <laughs> yeah, and grateful, which he doesn't know the name, but like that that's what he was getting at right. pretty much. Um, he formed an alliance with Nicole and Ovi, who can't do anything. Uh, I, I'm referring to Ovi. <laughs> True. Uh, and they came up with a great name, though. The Fellowship of the Zing. I love it. I like Lord of the Rings. I'm not I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, personally, but um, it, fits, back. it fits all of their brands. In fact, and you loved it so much that you basically had a Magic Johnson tweet where you just tweeted, Fellowship of the Zing is a good name. <laughs> uh, I think I said it's a strong name. Uh, fun fact, actually, Fellowship of the Ring is the only Lord of the Rings movie I've seen. I've watched it. What? I've watched that movie like three times because every single time I want to watch the trilogy, I obviously watch that movie. And then I never continue the rest of the trilogy. That sounds like a you problem. You're saying you're oh, not, no. it, you're not it a is big a Lord problem. of the Rings. I know I would like it. You're saying you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan and you've never just watched the movie. Well, it's because you have the extended editions. Which is what you should watch. But it's like four hours long. <laughs> you take one day, you get up at 8 a.m., you watch from 8 to 8, you buy a pizza. It's a great day. Does sound good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we also got a glimpse into hashtag Cliff Notes, where Cliff gets up in the morning and goes into the the boat room, I guess they're calling it, and just talks about his entire game out loud. Well, it's it's really anything. Like he mentioned, how he got a really bad cramp in his left calf, which I mean, that is one of the worst ways to wake up. Oh my god! One time I was sleeping over at my friend's house years ago. And I just like woke up screaming at the cramp. <laughs> Actually, one time I was sleeping on a sectional couch at a friend's house in college, 
and I woke up with a Charlie horse like that and I kicked and someone else had fallen asleep on the other side of the sectional and I just kicked him in the gut. (laughs) (laughs) He woke up. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, But Cliff just started talking about the game though, not just talking about his calf. Um, He started saying how, um, he noticed a lot of couples in the house, and he named all of them Annalise and Jack, Holly and Mickey. Um, who else? Nick and Isabella, uh, Christy and Tommy. Yeah, Christy and Tommy, he just lumped in with the couples. Well, no, he said like they're sort of like a pseudo couple. Right. Like, they're close. Um, and how he was going to start targeting them, and how he formed an alliance with uh, Ovi and Nicole called the fellowship of the zing all the while christy was just standing at the door <laughs> listening to it now some of the stuff that got cut because i actually saw this clip on twitter and i was way too tempted and i watched it <laughs> um he was also saying other stuff about how like he's kind of in with like jack and stuff so he might be able to like take them out from within it, it was <laughs> it was way too Almost way too egotistical. He was giving himself way too much credit. So maybe Christie's reaction wasn't an overreaction because just off of the way the show edited it, it's like, okay, yeah, this is sort of something we can talk about and be like, yeah, we got to vote them out. But are you really that concerned about them? Well, no matter how much context is here, you really shouldn't be that concerned. No. Um, it goes back to my point from a week ago. Uh Especially Christy, but so much of Grateful is just predicated off of wh- what way is the wind blowing? True. It, did someone even mention that they don't like someone on our side of the house? They're gone. They don't think about the game or the big picture whatsoever. Sometimes, though, you're just kind of looking for the justification. Early on, I agree there can be a little bit more nuance to it. <laughs> well, I would love for there to be more nuance, but all in all, when it comes to this week, Jack was fully justified to put up Kemi and Jessica because he found out that they wanted him out. That's the best justification. He says that in his speech, and no one can question it. Right. So, um, you know what I was just thinking of? I wonder if, you know you mentioned, what if someone like Jack just goes up on the block and says like i'm coming back what if grateful put someone up from their own alliance voted him out so that he could beat david come right back prevent david from coming in that would be a wild move it would actually if it worked out it would be like one of the best moves right well like it doesn't have to wait to be one of the best moves ever but it would be pretty cool it'd be a cool move yeah yeah but you could never take that risk. It's a really cool regular season move, yeah. basically. Um, I don't know why that just I just got on that train of thought. But, uh, yeah, Cliff just – he sunk the game he didn't really even have. Yeah. He sunk the boat room. <laughs> um, let's move on to Sam, who had a little conversation with our favorite player, Bella. Bella wanted to tell another secret, and she decided to tell Sam that there's 
a grateful there's an eight person alliance called grateful and she didn't say the name i don't think she did eventually but did she i think but there's a doesn't matter (laughs) there's an eight person alliance uh of people and sam's number nine they just didn't tell him (laughs) 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 and sam's reaction was i'm part of an eight person alliance i'm number nine and I didn't know it. <laughs> um, another just like purely awful move by Isabel. Her logic here was, well, he's gonna find out a one, find out anyway, so he might as well find out from me, and then I have more trust with him. I love how she just keeps unilaterally deciding to do things yeah. for the entire alliance and speaking with their name. Um, and then we got into. Honestly, it, it was it was the type of moment you see in like a movie, but you think people don't actually make this mistake. Where he's talking to Jack, and he <laughs> wanted to try and make a case for like maybe we should keep Kemi, and Jack responded, "Yeah, well, no, I've been transparent the whole time. I want to do what's best for Grateful." And then he was like, "I mean, uh, <laughs> for uh, the nine people, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this is just." some of the worst blundering I've ever seen from the quote unquote power players at the beginning of the season. Uh, one member of your Alliance has the loosest of loose lips <laughs> when it comes, she sunk, she just sunk the boat room herself. <laughs> she was two the times bo- in, she an was in the boat room. <laughs> um, uh, and then presumably the head of your Alliance unveils the name. Of I, I don't know how you could possibly make a mistake like that. Uh, and what's so crazy about it is they keep thinking that they can just sort of spin it into, well, but it's nine. But if you called it grateful and an eight person alliance, but then you're telling the person they're the nine, it's an insult in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be loyal to us. Cause like we're telling him he's the nine of eight. This was a hopeful moment for Sam being more than just Johnny Mac though, because he's, He's trying to make differences in safe ways. Yes, and like you said, which is just smart gameplay, right? And like you said, no one seems to care what he does. Even Jack, when he won the HOH, just said, "Yeah, I mean, he's kind of a wild card, so we'll see. (laughs) He'll do something." Uh, That's just Sam. (laughs) But like that would that should be the number one person you target you shouldn't care about jessica right right now you should care about the wild card that can win competitions i know it's again no one's that good no one's thinking the way they should be thinking especially since getting someone like sam out right now wouldn't ruffle that many feathers he doesn't have he has a lot of friends but he doesn't have an alliance yeah um but don't get sam out no, I mean, we don't want him to, but I'm just saying, if you're thinking of it tactically... BB-21 Sam, better than BB-20 Sam. Yes. <laughs> Power app. <laughs> I just love saying that. Uh, Kemi then made a plea to Mickey to stay in the house, and she basically told Mickey that she feels like she's been set up and really has done nothing wrong, which is true. Uh, because to an extent there was some embellishment here okay well Well, let me say what she did okay yeah yeah um she mentioned how basically bella formed the black widows which is half true 
Bella and Jess were sort of spearheading that endeavor. Um, and then immediately went and told Jack that Kemi and Jess formed an, an all-women alliance, which, I mean, that's generally true. Uh, she also told Mickey that Bella told her that um, that Mickey, Bella, and Jack had a final three. And she just sort of started to say that Nick and Bella are playing both sides of the house and just telling everyone everything that goes on on both sides of the house. And Mickey was somewhat convinced. Now, where I think there was embellishment... Like, Isabella didn't really start the Black Widows. It was kind of all Jess, and Nicole was really into it. I thought Bella was pretty into it, too. Well, she seemed into it in the moment, but then we immediately saw her diary room where she said, like, nah. Yeah. And then Kemi, like, wasn't even in the room, and then she walked in and was just like, okay. So she got screwed over the most. Yeah. And then in the diary room, she said, nah. (laughs) Like, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, Mickey said, as of today... This wouldn't change anything, but right now, 50-50. Yeah, when it comes to his vote, I think... Which made no sense. Maybe there's a way Kemi could have spun this to give herself more leverage to earn votes. But for the most part in Big Brother, the messengers get shot. So it's like she just shared that nice info with them that they can uh, take and do with what they please. And now they're going to get rid of her. And which they did because Mickey and Jack then had a conversation. And I love these two guys' conversations about the game because it's always the most dramatic thing ever. It's always, dude, this happened and now this. And then the other one kind of just tenses up and goes, shit just got real, bro. (laughs) I know. And then they do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mickey always comes in like guns blazing, no pun intended, in those conversations where it's always just like, dude, like, this could be huge for us. Right. And then Jack Mimosa just always runs his hands through his hair and just breathes really loudly about how stressed he is. Um, So we get to the eviction ceremony, and I'm convinced Jess should just, she should have just been a senator. Because she's all about, you know, rallying for causes in the house and giving really long filibuster-esque speeches. She gave the longest speech I think I've ever seen on Big Brother. And and I I didn't listen to a word of it. I couldn't tell you one word that was said. (laughs) Um, And it really didn't matter because then Kemi did the classic, I'm just going to blow up someone's game and be really incendiary while sitting on the block speech which i hate from anyone thing to note for any uh future contestants that might be listening that's never worked for anyone ever it immediately i know they always do it because they usually have an idea that they're going but if there's even the slightest hope don't do it yeah and in fact don't do it period because it just you just look bad doing it i Um, i wish we knew whether it came out that like kemi was kind of shit talking bella i i wish we knew whether it came out before the eviction oh, yeah. because if it didn't she just like burned a bridge right there well i mean the bridge was already burnt was it though well okay isabella technically burned it but like if you have the advantage of 
making it seem like there's a bridge there, I think you should. I don't feel like they've been hanging out as much, it seems like, so probably maybe there was just sort of not as much of a bridge. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, the vote came out 10 to 1. Mickey voted for Jess. I guess he's just trying to stir the pot. Um, this happens almost every every season, early eviction, where someone does a random vote to stir the pot. And it does a little bit, but never too much. I don't think people will read into this one, but maybe they will. Well, I need to know right now, was this a conversation that him and Jack had? Is there a plan? Because usually the person who um does this is someone like a jc where they're kind of on the outside looking in and they're just like i'm just going to create chaos and see if i can find a window that i can climb into uh but in this case mickey's at the top of the house basically um he's number two really if you think about it uh behind jack you know what it is they're gonna make a case that isabella was such good friends with kemi that she voted Jess out, and they're going to use that as justification to get rid of it as well. I just a, put it together in this moment. <laughs> that's great. And that would actually be a smart play. That would be probably the first smart play we've seen this season. That would be a really smart play because they'd basically be doing at least what they believe Isabella did to Kemi, where it's like, oh, Isabella created the alliance and then immediately ratted it out. Mm. Well, they created the evidence. But but the evidence looks like it's there. Well, so. and there's truth just to the evidence that um, her that she and maybe even Nick are playing both sides of the house yeah. to a degree, especially her. Um, so I think you're maybe giving them too much credit. But they did have a conversation, and we probably didn't see all of it. So, but like that that has to be if they had a conversation. I don't see any way they come to a different conclusion like oh we'll frame cliff for the vote like don't i wouldn't have passed him true they seem to think he's a big threat but (laughs) well i mean cliff thinks he's a big threat but they know they know that isabella is a clear leak right so i think they're just kind of uh running like a sting operation here that's the great way to make grateful like grateful with a seven <laughs> well they, or maybe uh, lump in sam exactly you got eight um you know you just kind of quietly evict someone who uh, was causing problems in the alliance so uh that would be an interesting move and i'm actually looking forward to see if that's really what they thought about i just don't think it's gonna happen this upcoming week oh yeah Segway. you're the host come on so then <laughs> we got the hoh competition which was won by Nick. Nick's on their side of the house, but he's also in love Canoodling with Bella. With, uh, with Bella. Uh, so I agree with you on that. Now I'm kind of bummed out. That was yeah. a nice little game move, maybe, that we basically decided they made. Um, what are you, your thoughts on Nick winning? Nick just... Terrence seems to like him a lot. He just gives me really like icky, he's, icky vibes. He's really <laughs> fake. Doesn't yeah. he just seem real phony? Just like his hair is gross. His hair is His bad. tattoos are bad. His tattoos are also really bad. <laughs> You're just saying these things. I'm like, yes. Um, And like, I don't know. Just 
him pairing up with Bella, that's another questionable move. All of these things, the optics aren't looking good. No. I mean, and Terrence was talking about how it looks like his Nick pick was looking pretty good. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Once you get into a showmance, you're automatically not looking great as someone you would want to bet on to win the game. And then on top of that, if your showmance is with Bella, things are looking pretty bleak. If I had to pick right now based on almost nothing who I think is probably the best bet to win, I would actually say Tommy. Yeah, I actually think I'd agree. Because I think like Tommy has the capability to win things. He's really low on the totem pole in his alliance, but that alliance isn't long for this world. So he could easily just like not be the biggest target until the end, until he gets there and wins. I would say like I think Tommy's the exact right pick. Maybe Holly, although I don't know if she's super likable. Holly, I can't get a vibe for at all. They don't show her at all. Same goes for Annalise, really. Yeah. Um, All right, so that wraps up hashtag but first. All right, let's get into Love and Showman's. I feel like Love and Showmance has just been wild this season. It's been rolling pretty consistently. I don't think this is the most exciting one. It just more kind of solidifies everything. Right. But what I mean is, you know, usually you have like two or three showmances, then maybe a bromance, maybe even a lowmance. But right now, we've got three showmances. But one breakup, <laughs> so technically there were four. True, the breakup is huge. So um, this episode really did solidify um, Annalise and Jack. We, we've talked about it. We've seen them hanging out on the hammock, things like that, but uh looks like they escalated things. Yeah, got uh, everything seemed more solidified on his birthday <laughs> Yeah, when uh, they shared the HOH bedroom. Nick tried to interrupt everything to say happy birthday, yeah. and they just completely ignored it. He knocked too many times. Yeah. He's a grown man. He should have gotten the hint pretty quickly. There. True. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I wish I had more to say, but I really know nothing well, about Annalise. And even with Jack being one of the main players, I know nothing about Jack. <laughs> there's a little bit more to go off of when Nick and Isabella, but for the most part, this whole segment with them, it was, it was kind of just setting in stone like yeah these are the couples i think they're gonna be the couples for the rest of the summer yeah that's a good point i feel like the only um real love and showman's action like drama and stuff that we've gotten have been for mickey's relationships uh there's really nothing to say about jack and annalise i wonder they did really nicky or nick and bella yeah they didn't really give (laughs) us anything get it yeah wwe um they didn't really give us anything on Mickey and Holly. I can't tell if that's like a real relationship or not. But well, it's not. It was. No, no. The breakup. Mickey and Holly. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then when it comes to Jack and Annalise, Annalise's just seems as cookie cutter as you get as of right now because all we can really go off of is her CBS bio because she never gets any screen time and it's like that she likes coffee. Yeah. So um, you keep going back to that. Yeah, I know. I but because I would I would have hoped that she would have stood out more by now, but she hasn't stood out from that bio. I'm gonna defend her a little bit uh, with the bio. I feel like I would have nothing really that wild to say in my bio. 
I I would at least want it to see semi interesting, not too interesting like Cat, where it like included all of these like weird stories of like winning that dance competition, which would, like might have been at a bar. <laughs> I would probably put host of podcast of Vito, a Big Brother podcast. Yeah, but you don't want the house guests to know that because then they'd be intimidated. True. <laughs> um, Maybe I want them to be intimidated. I really just think the the only thing to go off of with Nick and Bella is like. What a questionable pairing. Just like everything we've seen on Bella, she she's no one I want anything to do with. <laughs> no. Tying, probably Nick too. Tying, yeah, probably Nick. And tying your game to her is just a horrible decision. Doesn't Nick drive a crotch rocket? What? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think he does. What is that? I don't know what that is. One of those super fast like Suzuki bikes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He bought that because of his phrase of... You uh, only die once. You Yoda. only die once, but like that's the cynical one, so why would he have bought the bike? <laughs> we got to bring that back every time he does something big in the game. It's, I mean, Yodo. Yodo. <laughs> um, so that's it, really, with Love and Showmance, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on to a new segment. We're gonna we're gonna put it in beta with Terrence not here, um, kind of get a feel for it. We're gonna call this segment "Pick Up the Phone." <laughs> some people in this house need to pick up the phone, Owen. <laughs> yeah, they need to start dialing some numbers and making some moves here. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the idea behind this segment is often in Big Brother, anyone who watches the show knows you're just saying this person needs to talk to so and so. If I was him, I would go tell her that this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that sums it up. I mean, that really is it. Um, so this week on Pick Up the Phone, we're going to talk about Sam. Sam's got a lot of options, but he needs to dial a number. Um, let's start off with uh, probably the most obvious choice, which is I would say cat. Yeah. I think Sam should give Cat a call and uh, basically start to try and form an opposition alliance to go against Grateful. Uh, and the reason I say Cat, Cat's in the game. She's not in uh, Camp BB or whatever it's called. Yeah. Camp Comeback. Uh, she seems to kind of want to play the game, but doesn't really know how basically that that's what scares me about calling cat because like she really doesn't seem to know how right but i think she would be someone that if you were just very clear okay we want to try and do this we have to keep things under wraps here and start to make moves to actually keep our side of the house in the game and not just get picked off one by one uh, I think she would listen to something like that. And I think she probably, well, I think she is probably friends with a lot of people on that side of the house, or at least thinks she is. I think she, by now, has an idea of the fact that she is not, uh, at least game-wise, on their side. Because she wouldn't have gone to Sam asking him to not use the veto if she thought that she was safe with those people. Yeah. Um, I think that Cat would be a good choice. And then I think, basically... They get the phone tree going. <laughs> Start calling uh, the other parents to uh, get uh, a new alliance going. And not Jessica. Not Jessica. That's what I was going to say. I think 
I think you include David, hoping that he comes out of the house. Um, probably not Kemi because you can only pick one from Camp Comeback. Well, okay. Here's the case, though. Talk to both of them, and it's obviously known, like, yeah, only one of you are coming back. So it's not like both of you agreeing to this will screw over one or the other. I think it gets dangerous, though, because they're all just hanging up in that room. Maybe Ovi catches wind of it. That's true. I've If the camp comeback people are like-minded enough, I think they should just all share information. And then whoever ends up getting in has the most information to work off of. That's fair. Um, I think then I would probably call uh, Nicole. I think Nicole, she's kind of had some bad luck. Uh, maybe some questionable uh, friendships, basically. But she seems to have an idea of what's going on in the game and at least an understanding of how the game works. And she's a number. Uh, we haven't really seen her compete in anything, so I can't say whether she'll be good at comps or not. But you need at least four because yeah. you're going up against quite a bit. Now, there, there's another way he can take this, and I just kind of thought of the perfect plan for Sam. I just don't love it. Where he goes to the dark side. and So this is the, next, the other phone call. Yes. Okay. He goes to the dark side, and he gets... Jack, Mickey, and Nick in a room. So it's a four-way call. It's a four-way call, and he's basically trying to start another one of the strong all-male four-person alliances that we've seen throughout Big Brother history. Right. Where he says, look, guys, I know that there's this eight, and I know I'm the ninth guy out, but I've shown I can compete, and I think if us four are together we could really do something strong. So I actually think this makes a lot of sense for Sam as well, except for the fact that all three of those guys are in a showmance. Yes. Okay. I didn't I didn't think about that at all. But the other case for so that... So you're immediately number four. Is that Jack, Jack and Mickey seem to have no allegiance to their showmance. True. And also, you'd rather be number four than number nine. Yes, but by being number four in a group of three guys, all of whom have a showmance, you're actually basically number nine. <laughs> True. Um, it could work, though. And you'd I'd have to feel it out more, I think, because I think Jack, Jack and Mickey specifically, the sooner they can cut bait with their girls, probably the better. Yeah, I mean, no, I actually think... You're on to something here. I think that probably the best move for Sam, if he wants to actually make it far in the game, or at least make it into the middle of the summer, is to line up with Grateful. They seem to think he's basically on their side, and even though they've sort of slighted him in a lot of ways, uh, if he were to make a move to be on their side of the house, I think they would welcome him, and then he's basically safe. And he has to do it where he's actually making a move. He has to do a little bit of a power play here for him to be in an ideal position right because number nine is just not where you want to be exactly um so that's where you're sort of thinking kind of try and level with the if, guys if i want sam to win this game that's probably what he should do i agree and it's kind of a shame because you do always sort of root for there to be a fun opposition yeah but i think that's well, the best move 
uh, not to get too in the weeds here, but like you look at something like the NBA where like all the stars just like go to play together nowadays. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how you win. So yeah, well, and that's kind of how you win in Big Brother. You just kind of get the power players together, and they'll make it pretty far. They don't always win, but like you're guaranteeing a long tenure in the Big Brother house. That's what I was just thinking. I feel like this might be one of those seasons where they really do wipe out the weak players pretty quickly, and we get basically a whole new Big Brother season. You know, five weeks in. Yeah. Uh, you know, and one comment I want to make. Camp comeback has been kind of pointless so far, and it just seems like there's still too many people in the house for day 20. Yeah, I wish someone would be more willing to make waves, right. but I don't think that's going to happen. I, well, I mean, Ovi kind of made a big wave by starting an alliance, but... <laughs> he made Big Brother history. Um, it just kind of... It basically just gives me... I don't know... It, you feel weird watching any moment with them because you're just like, oh, well, like I like that from David, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to get too attached to David, but like he kind of already has our hearts. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, don't do this to me, David. <laughs> there's a chance. There's a one in four chance. Um, all right, let's get into the last segment of the show. One of our favorites. Whose house is it anyway? The power ranking segment of the show where we do a weekly ranking of whose house it is anyway. Top four. <laughs> I'm going to start with you on. Who's your number four? My number four is Sam. I've been singing his praises the whole time. Still a competition stud. Uh, very sad what happened to him, but like as far as his story, it just like it gets him even further up there for me. So, um yeah, I like him. He's not in a powerful position right now, but also he's not a target for some reason. So number four seems to work for me. My number four is Mickey. Mickey is um, the classic, we think he's good at competitions, but haven't seen anything. He did not perform well in the Power of Veto comp, which you know doesn't say a whole lot. That was a tough comp. Kind of, uh, You're either someone who can do sort of finesse things like that or not so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna read into it too much but still have to see it um he's right at the top of probably currently the most important duo in the house and definitely the most significant alliance in the house but i sort of feel like he just kind of hasn't done anything to uh swing him up into the top two um i feel See, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe he is in the top two, but I just kind of have him at four because I feel like he hasn't really done anything. Yeah, he hasn't proven anything, for uh, sure. He won uh, you know, a vote, basically, at the beginning of the game. Um, the one thing I will say that is interesting about his game so far is that it does seem like a lot of people like him, even on the other side of the house. Um, so I think long-term, I could see him rising in my rankings. But right now... I don't know. I just need to see a little bit more. Is there a chance that, like, we might come to like Mickey? Um, You know, I've sort of come around to, I don't think he's a terrible person. He's just a douche. Yeah. Like, he's the type of guy who will regret the way he was acting in, like, five years. Yeah. Basically. I, I Whereas I don't necessarily feel that way about Jack. I feel like Jack is a little bit older, I think. <laughs> um, and he just, I don't know. He, 
we haven't really seen him do anything bad except for Terrence saying that there's been rumblings that he's like really mean to some people on the You're talking uh, about Jack, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm not sure if we're allowed to like outright condemn Jack. Besides right. the fact that it seems really weird that like he lined up all the minorities first as yeah. to who he wanted to get out. And is also super focused on voting out women. Yeah. So um I don't know. I, I do think we rushed judgment on Mickey, though, I would say. Yeah. All right. My number three is Nick. Number three, the perfect place to put the HOH that you have no idea what to do with them. I also have Nick here. Um, He's with Isabella. How high can I put him up? Right. He won HOH. He's got the power this week. He seems to be fairly high up in the Grateful Alliance, except for the fact that he might become the guy who gets a little bit too... Uh, caught up with his girlfriend yeah and they i all think that's of... gonna happen because it always kind of seemed like he was number three and now it just doesn't feel now that it just way seems like him and bella laugh in bed a lot yeah and bella makes comments about how her mom might be watching yeah <laughs> um all right so that's really all we have to say about nick yeah three is the hallmark one hoh but hasn't really wowed a spot yeah and we kind of have no idea where they're gonna go with it exactly so. All right, my number two is Mickey. I agree with what you're saying on he, how he hasn't actually earned anything yet. But to give a little hint as to what my number one is, he's number two in the strongest duo of the house currently. Yeah, which I So think I kind of just logic. have to give that to him. Yeah, I think that's strong logic, and I was almost talking myself into that when I was talking about Mickey at four. But for number two, I have Sam. Um basically because i've seen him win things and no one seems to care yeah uh i feel like he can win an hoh in which case maybe he can leverage that into something more real or maybe this week he starts trying to either form an opposition alliance or uh actually become the eight instead of the nine <laughs> in grateful uh so I just like the fact that I've seen him win things. I feel here's, like he can go places. Here's another move that Sam could make that I don't know if it would work or not, but it would be interesting. If he continues to play dumb and banks on winning one of the next two HOHs, and then he does something like, yeah, like, you know, I kind of want to take a shot at, like, Nick and Isabella. Mm-hmm. And then people like Jack and Mickey would be in the room and they would try and talk him down, but they'd also kind of realize like, yeah, well we've been using him, but we haven't kept him in the loop at all. So they can't really be that angry. I don't know. That's tough. I think that could work if you make Mickey and Jack think it's their idea. True. Look, Bella's been playing both sides of the house. We know this for a fact. Nick probably has been too, because they're a couple. Yeah. Boom. That would work, I think. Good idea. So for who do you have for number one? I have Jack. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame, really, that he is the most powerful in the house, but like he just came off of a very successful HOH. Mm-hmm. Everything went according to plan. He didn't win the veto, though. He also seems like... So I don't give perfect weeks. Okay, that's yeah. All. He also just seems like uh, he's the alpha of the group. Like they all just kind of look up to him for some reason, and they want to know what he has to say. And so somehow it seems like he skated around the drama with Christy from last week, where she was freaking out about how he was sort of. Well, I mean, 
she had bigger fish to fry. I mean, she heard Cliff's whole game plan. Right. But, I mean, we haven't seen any drama between them. Yeah. Or the Alliance in general. Um, we haven't really seen much Alliance talk this whole week. We've just seen clips of them hanging out by the hammock together. So yeah. I think everything's copacetic on that side. Man, after after Christie's HOH breakdown, did she fall for me? Oh, I know. I like don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's big time overreacts to small things just because they're there, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, freaking out that Cliff plans on bringing down the entire but, house. Like that's like to go back to it for a second that's the type of thing where it's kind of cool that she heard that all but it's like let's not make this a bigger deal than it is people yeah exactly if you heard that you'd be like wow i'd be laughing my ass off. exactly that'd be so funny exactly all right so that wraps up season three episode five of podcast of veto a big brother podcast we will be back next friday so sorry folks just kind of have to wait for this podcast of veto action maybe another pick up the phone segment uh maybe we'll have the full trio here yeah we can't even say definitely um i'm sure we will though but maybe but probably yeah we don't want to make any promises (laughs) um anything anything closing thoughts on uh no besides the fact that i think we performed admirably yeah i would say so um you know maybe we'll uh form a little secret alliance yeah (laughs) quick what's the name uh you you just kind of slipped up and said podcast so what (laughs) were the podcast of vita the podcast okay (laughs) (laughs) um please rate review and subscribe to the podcast and we will see you on friday good night house guests later